0: I'm Chelsea Bay. And I'm Shay. Together, we are Fulfillment. Fulfillment is a storytelling event featuring local community leaders and entrepreneurs who share their personal journey towards fulfillment through vocation that will challenge you to come alive. The following stories are true, and no one's identity has been protected. David Leith started Three Tree Tents to help people rediscover their playful, adventurous spirit by camping in a portable treehouse in the forest. His dream is to get the first Tree 10 Experience Camp in the USA off the ground. Here's David, live from the October 21 fulfillment event in Traverse City, Michigan. an Intentional moment of silence there, because that's something that I look for in the woods. It's when the buzz of our phones and life and everything stops for me it's when i'm in the trees it's always been that way and it's interesting that's become a commodity now is silence and space and time so this all started with a tent Uh, It wasn't my tent, it was a company called Tencel. I was looking for a unique and different gift for my son for Christmas. And I saw this tent and it was like nothing I had ever seen before. And so I ordered it and it came and I opened it and then I went out in the yard and then I set it up and then I spent the night in it and then I didn't take it down and he didn't get a tent for Christmas. that that was where it all began there the, to give you some explanation there's three trees that you need they don't have to be perfectly spaced but in a triangle type form and then there's protective pieces you put around the trees to protect the bark and then webbing that goes to a, tri, a triangular platform so rather than a hammock where you're suspended like a burrito between the trees this gives you a flat platform and in the center of that triangle is another triangle with inside the triangle and you can go up through the center of that and you can continue to stack these into the trees and what the top that we use that's called a stingray has this beautiful see-through mesh on it and the shape is like a stingray floating through the water it's so organic and it's just a different perspective. There's, there's something to that. And it got me back into the woods. I had become really disappointed with camping, the national parks, the state parks. It was parking lot camping. You pull up and there's someone 10 feet from you and there's a generator going off and, and there's just, it's, it lost its sense of exploration to walk off into the woods and find a place that spoke to you and, set your camp for the night, but he got me back out there, this, this tent, and that's where I'm most alive, is when I'm in the woods, um, back in school, I, I, I figured it out my freshman year of high school, I figured out how school worked, and I found it extremely boring, um, And by the last month of school, I found a way to still pass my classes but be windsurfing. I figured the system out. And at the ripe age of 14 or 15, whatever that is, I came to my folks like most 14-year-old kids and said, I need structure in my life. I'd like to go to a military school. So they spent that summer driving around, and we looked at military schools, and Culver, so forth, and I was on board. I needed, I was going to get in a lot of trouble if I kept doing what I was doing. And those places were exactly what they should be, they were military. And a friend of mine from second grade, we were going with my mom to go to Colorado to go camping, um, just north of Fort Collins. And I saw on his table just before we left an application for the Leelanau School, which is in Glen Arbor, if you're not familiar with this area. It's just nearby. And I filled it out unbeknownst to my parents. And on returning from the trip, Bob's, my friend's father, was like, you've been accepted to this school in <laughs> Leelanau. And my mom's like, so have you. What is this? And I said, it's, it's where I want to go. And I went up to go do the interview at the Lilinos School and just fell so in love with the area, the campus. You crossed the Crystal River to walk out onto the beach and look out at the dunes and north, north and south Manitou. And this was not a military school. This was this was in the woods. This is where I belonged. Um my eyes. Oh yeah, but uh, that's that was a a key thing that the headmaster of the school. I, I had an interview with him, and I had to walk out and meet him in the Crystal River. He was wearing his waders and fly fishing, and I had to wait for him to finish, and then the interview could go on. And once again, it spoke to me. This was a place that I needed to be, and that school bestowed one of the greatest gifts to me is that they taught me how to learn. I learned how to learn at that school and how I learned, which was different, which is why public school didn't quite fit in. And that was a big turning point in my life, but it helped me such an appreciation for this area for winter ecology we would camp out in the snow for any of our biology classes we were outside if it was a beautiful day we were outside for english it was it's was just such a wonderful change and it, it it tied into the way that i learned um but i i i guess i couldn't quite get the military out of me um i ended up joining the navy and was a navigator on a nuclear sub um, and when when i wasn't underwater i was rock climbing and and out in the woods so you do 90 days under 90 days out and for 30 days they just told us don't get in trouble and so we would disappear into the woods and that's that was very uh crucial to surviving being in a nuclear sub um they had their The military has their rules, and I get that, and I learn their rules. I obey the rules, but at one point I was asked to break the rules. And I'll tell you, it's nothing more nerve-wracking, well, maybe this, but nothing more nerve-wracking than being a 20-year-old kid talking to a rear admiral and telling him, no, I'm not going to do it. I I ended up with my honorable discharge and my GI bill, but I, I stood my ground it It wasn't it didn't jive. And so I said goodbye. That was it for the Navy. And from there, moved on to Texas. What a wonderful place. Um, I, I highly recommend driving through. Um, from there, one day i had i was driving by a dumpster and i saw some wood sticking out that was just absolutely beautiful this golden hue with this red veins to it found out it was it's called longleaf pine and it's an old growth pine most of the ones that were cut down and it was in a dumpster and i just thought it was too beautiful to be in a dumpster and so i pulled it out i learned how to work a lathe and i turned some legs i learned how to cut dovetails and i made a drawer i learned how off the lathe to make the knob, I picked the grains, I flipped the boards, I learned all these things, and I made this little shaker side table. And someone offered me 300 bucks for it. <laughs> I'm a woodworker now. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. <laughs> and I did it for 15 years, I had my own company, and I also picked up doing metal smithing, and go some glass blowing, and it was quite a life. Um, but at one point things stop and you, you move on and I I got divorced and I needed something to do. So I uh, bought some property and started building a house that I designed with my kids and that was phenomenal and I needed to make some more income so I did the next logical step and went into aerospace. <laughs> and, and worked in research and development um that was that was quite an incredible job and uh, i got to see a lot and learn a lot and i'm very experiential that's how i learn i need hands-on i might read something to learn the vocabulary and the terms and so forth but it's when i get my hands on it that i can master it and that's that is that is something that stuck with me my whole life that there's this hands-on experience and i have to experience something so of course the next logical step from aerospace independent contractor in iraq in two, 2004 uh i went over there and i'd unplugged my television in 2001 so the first footage i saw of iraq was in the hotel at the night before i left and i was like wow all right this will be interesting We'll see how this goes. So our job was to go over and rebuild everything that we had just blown up for US and coalition troops. Here's 90 days, get it done. So I did that. And at one point, I it got a little hairy over there. And I had told my kids, I'm coming home. And my lucky rabbit's foot was getting worn thin and i needed to go home so been there done that got the t-shirt got the ptsd i'm good to go i'm out of here so i get back to texas and texas just seems like iraq so uh that same friend that i saw his application on his table contacted me we hadn't talked in many years and it was a good voice from the past someone to check in with and he was in Montana and he said you need to come here he said this is where you can heal this is where you can get things right he said it's better than Colorado so I gave it a whirl I I sold my house I got rid of everything that did not fit in my forerunner and I drove to Montana and what a beautiful place so we were just we look into Glacier National Park it was on Flathead Lake it was an incredible place to be. It was what it was at that time. But then that comes to an end. And That's about 10 years there. And I felt like it was time to move on. And I, so I was gonna head west. I'd always kinda go west. So I was heading to Washington. A friend of mine has property on an island. And I was gonna go hang this cool new tent that I had and live on his island for a while and, and just disappear into the woods. I'd heard there was a gentleman working on a thousand-year-old garden. And it was uh, that was intriguing. I could give him a couple of years. <sighs> so I figured I'd got to stop at Bob's and say goodbye and head on my way. And as I pull into the driveway, as all good stories should go, there was the epic story storm that came out of nowhere 54 inches in 24 hours starts dumping snow. He's like, you got to stay here. We have to keep shoveling my roof or it'll collapse. So I'm like, all right, we can do this. And in the meantime, in between shoveling and warming ourselves by the fire, I was calling to Michigan to my sister. She lived in St. Clair Shores and checking in on her. She wasn't doing well. She was sick and we didn't really know what the situation was. Uh, She said she needed some help. And uh, that's all I needed to hear. She's my sister, you know? And I, instead of going to Washington, came back to Michigan and got to spend an incredible time with my sister before she passed. Uh, It was terminal. And we got to do a few amazing things. We never fly fished in Montana, but we did on the El Sabo. Um, And at one point when she was pretty weak, I went out unbeknownst to her and set up a tent in the park and put blankets and pillows. And we went out and had a picnic and she curled up in that place. And I had never seen her so peaceful and so content, just cradled in this, suspended in the trees. and. I just, again, knew that this is something. There's something I'm going to do with these tents someday. And uh, that, was, that was an incredible experience to spend time with her. But anyone who has done any kind of care of a loved one knows that you need a break. You need time to take care of yourself. And so I reconnected with a high school friend. And we started building a deck in his backyard and landscaping. And in the process of doing that, he says, what are you going to do? And I was like, are you going to head west? And I was like, no, I'm staying in Michigan, and I'm going to go up to Leelanau. Uh, this, that's, that's where I'm supposed to be. And that his wise Cupid ways, he said, well, you should look up Karen Field. She lives up there. I'm like, OK. <laughs> Why does that name just like my body stopped for a minute like it was like hey you need to be present right now you need to be aware of what's happening this name triggered something physically well karen was my high school crush before i went to leelanau we uh she's the coolest chick i knew and uh but it was someone that i knew from my past and that's good and she could tell me she'd been up here for a while she could tell me oh Oh, this is a good place here's a realtor do this do that perfect so i was coming up for the reunion at the leonard school and it was um september 17th and we re- reunited that day we uh, had coffee and went for a hike out on empire bluff and just really really enjoyed each other's company this was familiar this was very easy and I returned to the reunion and was heading back. And she said, if you're not doing anything on the way out of town, you could stop by and have lunch with me. And I said, all right, I can do that. I had a meeting the next morning at 8 a.m. in Detroit uh, at 12 o'clock. She's like, you have to go now. You have to go. And I just, I, I couldn't leave. We, we, there was... I, I didn't want to leave. and so part way down the road, I had to pull over and I was like, I have to say something. And it was like ah, I apologize for taking so long to find you. And that kind of sealed it for her a little bit. and I thought, I kind of really do like her just a little bit. And so we did you know the high school thing, start calling each other every night. My sister would go to sleep at nine. And I'd call Karen at 917. There's kind of this 17 thing going. When we first reunited, she's like, what's your favorite number? And I'm like, 17? She's like, so is mine. And it's like, really? (laughs) She's like, yeah. I'm like, why? She's like, it's my birthday. I'm like, it's my birthday, too. When's yours? She's like, October 17th. I'm like, I'm November 17th. Ah, meant to be. This is awesome. (laughs) So it was... It was one of these things. And uh, shortly uh, after that, uh, my sister passed. And one of the interesting things, and I don't know, think of it what you will, but uh, she passed on September 17th, 917 at 917 and Karen and I were like wow and part of the reason I'm here is because of her and part of the reason I met Karen and part of the reason I returned to Michigan and so in honor of that we were married one year later on September 17th. So, uh, Oh, see, I haven't got ahead of myself on here. Um, So, oh, so this ties into the 17. So, thank you. (laughs) This is the 17th iteration of fulfillment. And so I had to do this one when they offered it up and so forth. So that all things come back in strange circles. And as Shay said, I won that grand and that really kind of got me off the ground I, I i went out and grabbed some video equipment a gopro got some editing software my wife showed me how facebook work my daughter showed me how instagram work and it kind of started right there this that was the beginning of three tree tent um and it started basically through this and that since then sorry that's not going that's why I'm, yeah, oh, I wanted to disarm it when it got down to one and save everyone <laughs> in the theater um, that that point that tent this being here in this place this this is where I'm supposed to be and now so for that company Tencel I'm a rep for that company we have first and only insurance policy in the U.S. to hang tents and trees. You want to talk about a challenge? Creating an insurance policy for that—it's easier to get one to throw hatchets in a bar than it, than it is to sit three feet off the ground. I don't get it. But we'll change. I think bar stools are even higher than our tents most of the time. But but we're doing it. We're the first, and eventually we will have through a place called Goreck here in Traverse City. We'll have a camp. We have some property in Maple City that we just recently purchased so that we can do our own outdoor forest showroom where these tents are available and where my wife is a marriage counselor and we will combine our skills to have couples counseling where we can get people into the woods. They can unplug and reconnect. And What's your challenge? My challenge is (laughs) is pay attention to those moments when you're going one direction and something calls you the other way. Instead of taking a right, take a left. I was heading one direction many times and took a left instead of a right. And it got me right here. And so I present my challenge to you is do that. Take, take, follow your gut, follow that, that, uh, that thing that talks to you. Cause, uh, get you to a good place so thank you